All the questions change One day the world looks so normal Next it looks so strange That's right, one day the world looks so normal Next it looks so strange One day I have all the answers All the questions change I am singing singing to myself In the car, I'm in the car I haven't pulled out of the garage yet I'm going to try something a little different today uh, I don't know if this is going to be safe Actually it is because once I put the phone between my legs and I have the uh, microphone safely already secured alongside of my beard hanging from my ear uh, it'll be fine people talk in the car all the time right people talk on the phone it's basically like having a, a hands-free phone conversation only I'm talking to myself so let me uh, do that let me get the phone uh, situated where am I gonna put it I'm going to put it off to the side here, I guess. No, I will put it between my legs. It should keep running. Why am I doing this? Oh, sorry. I felt I heard a little burst of volume as I went to put my seatbelt on and got my mouth closer to the microphone. I do also have to apologize. I don't have to, but I'm going to. I'm going to apologize ahead of time for any scratchy noises you might hear because while I do think that this microphone built into the headset, the whatever you call this thing, whatever Apple calls their headset. The microphone built into this thing is, is pretty dece. It's dece. <laughs> I have to use that kind of abbreviation. Whenever I use that kind of abbreviation, I have to uh, say that my daughter, Autumn, hates those kind of abbreviations. I don't really like them either, but I do like to use them every once in a while in a fun, ironic kind of way. Now I'm trying to pull out of the garage without ripping off my side view mirror. All right, so here, here's, here's what's motivating me to do this. I was going to be, in a parallel universe, I am driving to the comedy store. But I am not going to be driving to the comedy store now because they don't have their open mic today. I didn't know that until I called them this afternoon. I could have found that out earlier if I had checked their website but I didn't I just called and they said oh sorry not having the open mic tonight we'll have it again next week okay fine not a problem there have been hundreds of open mics that have come and gone without me at them and now there's uh, one more week where I won't be doing an open mic I should say thousands of open mics actually not just kind of in the comedy store but uh, anywhere else that I could perform if I had the urge so anyway, all week I had been kind of running some stuff through my mind that I would do if I went up tonight, but it's not like it was in the old days. It used to be in the, in the olden days when I was seriously pursuing stand-up comedy. If I found out that there wasn't going to be an open mic, I would have been disappointed and I would have had a lot of energy to burn because I would have been all geared up to go. But it's not exactly the same now. I do have a little bit of antsiness and energy to burn, which is why I'm going out in the car driving 
even though I'm not performing tonight. But it's not the same because, here's why. Why? Because I'm, I've got a totally different attitude about this, or at least if not totally different attitude, at least a somewhat different attitude. It's a different attitude. Did I mention this already? It doesn't matter. I worry about that sometimes. I think, oh, am I repeating myself? Chances are, yes. Don't we all? Not only do we repeat ourselves, but we will, uh, in one way or another, be repeating or paraphrasing things that have been said over and over throughout the course of human history. But that doesn't stop us from talking, does it? No. Because we like to communicate with other people, or in this case, with myself, and thinking on the off chance that somebody else will listen to this someday. I am communicating to other people. There, that even in and of itself, I do probably say in one form or another in every one of my podcasts, because look, I know I'm not popular. I'm obscure. I understand that. And I also don't have people reaching out to me uh, very often. Sometimes after my podcast, I have a couple of people who will make some comments about it. And when I check my website, I do see that uh, some people do download it. I don't know if they listen to it, but there are most likely some strangers that listen to this and have some opinions that they keep to themselves because I'm not hearing from them. Doesn't stop me from wanting to do this, though. And as I question my motives once again, it's uh, this recurring theme in my talking to myself and also uh, writing and putting things out there. The recurring theme is why. Why do this? And then the counter question comes back, why not? And why do I keep questioning why? I'm doing it. That's the fact. We like to express ourselves. Human beings, we like to be creative. We like to express ourselves. Some of us like to express ourselves in a way that may be heard by strangers. Which was going to lead me to the comedy store tonight. But the fact that the comedy store is not available for open micers tonight, I won't be there. I even had uh, the thought that, well, you know, since I was kind of geared up for a night of stand-up comedy, that I might go check out the show, but I just don't feel like it. Since I'm not an insider anymore, I can't just go drop in and hang in the back like I used to in the old days. Back in the olden days when I was connected to that place, when I lived in that place, I got to see comedy every single night for free, either because I was working there, working the door, working behind the bar, or not working, working behind the piano, or just not working. I had the privilege, but I don't have that anymore because I'm not plugged in. And I just didn't feel like paying $20 plus a two-drink minimum to see Dat Fan and friends. I don't want to go into a thing about bashing Dat Fan, even though he's not uh, one of my favorite comics. I, I, Yeah, okay, that is the reason, but I'm not going to bash him. I just, it just, He's just not my my cup of tea so I didn't feel like it so instead I'm in my car driving talking to myself trying to pay attention to the road it is Sunday so it's not like there's a lot of traffic and and as I said also even though I know I understand that studies have been done that say our our attention is uh, our driving ability is changed when we talk 
it, I, I don't really buy that it's it's not like I'm drunk driving which unfortunately I have done before not doing that now so let me get uh, back on a topic maybe or some number of topics what am I talking about today okay the difference so the difference it used to be when I had plans to go to open mic and the open mic didn't happen I would be upset it would make me Ooh, look at this I'm gonna go a little little time travel here I'm, I'm getting ready to enter into the high-tech high slash high-tech middle slash high-tech elementary school parking lot that's a place where my kids used to go to school and I haven't been there in a while so who knows maybe I'll just pull into the parking lot and uh, not be distracted by driving and continue this this podcast in a not driving way but just in a sitting in a parking lot way I used to sit in that parking lot either waiting for my kids to get out of school or waiting to drop off my kids to school haven't had to do that in a while for a couple of reasons one because um, my daughter Autumn graduated from here a few years ago and another reason is because my son Jordan uh, is now going to school online he does not attend high tech anymore and oh what a joy that is because not only do I spend all day in my underwear doing my day job but I also get to spend all day in my underwear because (laughs) and I have to apologize for the visual if you know me and you're picturing me in my underwear now I'm sorry unless you're into that kind of thing unless you like picturing a 56 year old man in boxers and socks (laughs) now that's a look that's a look handed down throughout the ages so I'm in in the part of the school now that didn't exist when my kids went to school here they built an elementary school since my kids went here (sighs) so I've started to say a few times and now I'll see if I can finish it the difference is when I used to do open mics on a regular basis and the open mics didn't happen or when I didn't get a spot I would have all this extra adrenaline built up And no, it's just really not that case anymore because I'm not serious about this. I'm doing this because I'm getting the urge to do it for whatever reason. Because we're humans and we get the urge to do things. But as I've mentioned before, and I'll mention again, I've got this idea now that when I go up on stage, it's going to be for uh, reasons of just, I want to go up on stage. Do I want to be funny? Yeah. Do I have to get the laughs? No. No? Really? How can I think that I'm going to go up on stage and not have to get the laughs? Is that really a healthy thing? Then why even go up on stage? Because it is a... um, It's a charge. It's being in the moment. It is being, as I pull into a parking space, I'm going to see if I can give this my undivided attention for a while. I'll leave the car running so I can get some air blowing. I'm going up on stage because I like that feeling of performing. I like performing. And do I want to be funny? Sure. But here's what I'm going for. 
I'm going for this balancing act. I'm going for this being myself thing with some ideas in mind for jokes, but not even jokes. It's just that I know that when I talk to my friends, and believe me, I know this is not a good example of what I'm doing now. This is not what I would be doing on stage because, first of all, I've got three minutes on stage on an open mic. I've got three minutes. So there's that. And plus, even though I say I'm not really going for the laugh, it's stand-up, so there's a certain rhythm to it. I know that every once in a while, a few times a minute, there's a certain pacing to it where it should be something that's at least off the cuff, parenthetically kind of amusing or funny. But what I'm going for and I accomplished this last week, is that I got some laughs, but it's mainly about connecting and being myself. Connecting and being myself. And that's it. And I, I want it, the rest of it to be a very zen experience. And I know that it's kind of been overused by, ooh, knuckle cracking. How about that? A lot of times it gets overused by people who maybe don't even exactly know, myself included, who don't exactly even know the true discipline of Zen and Buddhism. But what I'm going for is that. Even in my limited, limited knowledge and experience, that's what I'm going for is, to the greatest extent possible, to be myself. So there's one argument, and I'm going to argue with myself, one argument that says, well, I'm always being myself. Even if I'm being my self-conscious self or my constipated self, my not exactly being my truest, freest, expressive self, I'm still being myself. I can't help but being myself no matter what I do. Okay, so there's that. There's that argument. But the, the, the self that I'm going for is that self that's being uh, unlike now because I just stopped. Unfiltered. Does unfiltered mean that I say whatever the whatever's on my mind? Yeah. But you know, there's there's gonna be some filter. Some. But ideally it's it's not even being not being self-conscious or or paying really attention to the process. It's more just like and go. And it's like a sprint. Three minutes as far as like stand-up goes, it's a sprint. But then paradoxically did you hear that? I paused. Because I also know, and as I'm sure if you've listened to me before, or even if you've listened to this, because I've spent uh, 14 minutes, almost 15 minutes talking, and I, there haven't been a lot of pauses. So even though I'm saying I want to be myself, which my, my true self, I think, tends to babble, my slightly modified self that I'm going for is to take some pauses. And then, but then flipping, I go back and forth flipping because, and then I go, well, yeah, but I, okay, so I'm going to take some pauses, but are they, they going to be forced on natural pauses? No, it's just that self that says, look, just don't just continuously babble because then you're going to have a chance to maybe go just your straight three minutes without doing anything funny. <sighs> Breathe, grasshopper. What am I going for? I'm going for something that's, oh, it's hard to say, <laughs> even though I'm trying to say it. 
it's hard to say. It's hard to put into words, but I'm trying. It's this idea that, yeah, on the one hand, I want to not plan so much, but I obviously got to plan. Because it really is a rookie move to think that you can just get up on stage and and hold people's attention for three minutes and be have any kind of humor involved without having any kind of plan. So I got a plan. But throughout the week, the stuff that I'm running through, I'm not writing it down. So there's a difference. There's a difference between what I've done before and what I'm doing now. And I'm not reinventing the wheel because there's plenty. I've, I've, I have uh, comedians who are friends who never write anything down. That's, just, that's the way they are. And then there's other ones that who write down meticulously and and word for, and will say everything word for word. And I've done that before. I, I've my my process of, has generally been something in the middle. Ah, there's there's one thing I've heard about Buddhism is that I didn't really know that I've kind of I think I've kind of been Buddhist in one way or another without really knowing it uh, my for my entire life because I I tend to. Think, oh my god, it's funny, I just got distracted a little bit because I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing there's a guy driving through the parking lot with two leashed, with two dogs alongside of him. With two leashes going out, oh, a woman. Sorry, I thought it was from a distance, it was a guy. So, she's walking her dogs. <laughs> she's in the car walking her dogs. I've never seen that before. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> okay. All right, I guess uh, she doesn't feel she can give the dogs their adequate walk without... <laughs> okay. All right. Th- there you go. Yet another thing. Life passes you by, right? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, lady. Well, lady... Maybe that'll be something I do on stage someday. Maybe not. But here, here's part of the point I was getting to is I'm not writing stuff down. And even though last week I had uh, I had, had this thought that I was going to uh, record. I was going to turn on my watch because I have a recorder on my Apple Watch. And I was going to record the set and I, I, I forgot. Uh, and then I thought, you know, that's probably all for the best. A little bit of serendipity there. I, I've uh, seen videos of these uh, Buddhist monks. And I don't want this to be a religious thing. If you hear the word Buddhist and you suddenly think, oh my God, this guy's being a preachy, preaching religion or he's preaching Buddhism. It's not even that. I'm a, as far as religion goes, I'm a smorgasbordist. You know what my religion is? I'm Jewish. I didn't think of that just at the moment. I thought of that years ago. I'm Jewish. I'm a Joist. Does that mean I'm totally selfish? I hope not. I get kids. I take care of my kids. I, at work, I have an attitude. Where, and my attitude is I like to help people. I like to take care of people. I, I, I pride myself on being good at answering people's questions and taking care of their requests. So I'm not totally selfish. When I say I'm Joeist or, jo- or Joeish, it's because I don't subscribe to any particular religion. I've, I pick and choose. I was baptized Catholic, but I'm far from Catholicism. I'm not going to cut down Catholicism right now, although I'm tempted. I'm tempted, but I'm not going to. Because, you know, whatever. 
whatever floats your boat. The only reason I was even tempted to criticize Catholicism is because I had a, a, a bad, my parting of the ways with Catholicism was because I was um, punished by the nuns for daring to ask a question. And at that point, when I was eight years old, my mom, thank you, mom. My mom uh, didn't make me go to Sunday school anymore. I was in catechism and I'd asked a question and I wasn't being rebellious. I was just, I was seriously asking a question. They were saying something about the blood and body of Christ. And I, I just, it was, I don't want to, you know, eat the body, eat the body and drink the blood. And it was, you know, in my recollection, it was something that was grossing me out, I guess. Or, and I just kind of, I just asked some question about it. I don't even remember the exact question, but here's my memory of it was that I was, I was shamed I was shamed and I was put in a corner, you know, think about what you've done. One of those typical kind of things, right? So I was upset and I can't, when I, when I got home or after my mom picked me up, I told her what had happened and the, and I had said something to the effect to my mom. And I know that this is true because years later I recalled this story to my mom and she, she said, yeah, that's how she remembered it too. As I, I asked her, look, if God, if God gave me a mind, wouldn't he want me to use it? And I was upset. And obviously, I must have been very upset because I remember this. We don't have very many memories in our lives. We usually have memories of the bad stuff, something really bad or really good, right? Well, this is one of those things where I, I was upset. I was upset enough that I'm 56 years old, so this is 48 years later, and I remember this. Is that I would, if God gave me a mind, wouldn't he want me to use it? And my mom didn't and make me go back to Sunday school anymore. And I don't know, maybe maybe I went to church at some point after that, I don't remember if that was like the, the end of my association with the Catholic Church, or and I think my mom had also pretty much been uh, near the end of her rope with the Catholic Church at that point too, because when her father died, and that was uh, yeah, that was around the time I was I was ten years old or so, so a couple of years later, when my mom's dad died and she went to the priest to I, I'm assuming to be comforted in her time of grief and was told by the priest that her father was going to hell because he was not Catholic. So see, this isn't totally about Catholicism. It's just about narrow-mindedness. It's about any religion or any belief system where you think you've got all the answers and everybody else is fucked. Everybody else is stupid or a heathen and they need, and they're all going to hell. I just, I don't really appreciate that because the the thing about it is nobody knows. Nobody knows, and if you think you know, well, then I really have nothing to say about that because nobody knows. We're all just in a guessing game, trying to figure out what this life is all about, and if there is or isn't a creator. And then, and then when you split that and you take it, well, if there is a creator, then what? does the creator want us to do and then there's thousands or maybe even millions or perhaps billions of opinions on that in fact let me just safely say billions because there's seven billion people on the planet and even people who believe in a creator and have just keep splitting 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 hairs until you say yes yes I, I believe in the creator and I'm catholic and I'm this kind of catholic and I blah 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 and you keep splitting and splitting and eventually you'll still find a reason that somebody else that's a Catholic almost like you is still wrong and they're going to hell. 
God, how did I get off on this? Because that's what I do. And that's kind of what I'm thinking, even though, oh, I don't know about getting on that third rail of talking about religion in front of uh, an audience, a live audience, because I'm a pussy. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it in my car. And then later I'm going to hit the upload button and put this on the Internet. So, gee, sorry if anybody out there decides that they want to tell me what I already know, that I'm going to hell. Fine. (laughs) I don't really feel like getting into it, usually. Except if we're going to talk about goals, just like my goal with stand-up, my goal with this is to be unfiltered. So I guess, you know, if my goal with stand-up is to be unfiltered, maybe one day I will touch that third rail of religion. I also would like to stay away from politics, but sometimes I say, fuck it, I'm going to talk about politics. I'm not going to go there now, unless maybe I decide to. We'll see in the next however many minutes I got left here to talk. I have as many minutes as I want. This is my thing. It's a wonderful world we live in where I can just babble for however long I want, talking to myself, hit the upload button, and potentially anybody in the world can hear it. I know probably only three people will hear it, including myself. But it's the thought, isn't it? It's the thought that any of us now, with with all of the the negative stuff that people have to say about technology and the internet and you know and the evilness that it has brought upon us, it's mainly a good thing because because it's enabled us to be able to talk to each other without having a middleman. And, you know, that's not true in every part of the world because those of us don't take that for granted. Anybody who who has a problem with what's going on in this country will try it in North Korea. Let's see how you feel there. Now, that's not an excuse to say that we shouldn't be trying to fix what's going on, what problems we have in this country. I'm just saying a little gratitude would be nice. I don't really know or care what anybody's religion is. It's not the first middle or last thing I ever ask anybody because it's none of my damn business does that mean I'm a heathen I'm a terrible person no because you know what what you know what my the basic tenets of Jewish of my Jewish religion be nice oh am I being preachy again daring to tell you you whoever you might be you might be me You are most likely, again, a future me. Remember this one. Be nice. That's something my mom used to say. Instead of, you know, when when people say goodbye to each other and they'll say, see you later, goodbye, have a nice nice day. That's, That's close to what my mom used to say. She would say, be nice. And at the time, my mom's been dead for 13 years now. And I don't remember exactly when I realized what a cool thing that was that she was saying. I don't even know if I, if I thought of it when she was alive or, or a couple years after she died. I don't remember. And I guess it really doesn't matter because it's, you know, our memories are all just kind of smushed, <laughs> smushed together in our heads anyway, right? But be nice. How simple is that? It's basically the golden rule. But even the golden rule has um, loopholes. 
because the thing about doing it, because as I know the golden rule or have been taught and understand the golden rule, that's about do unto others as you would have them do unto you, something to that effect, right? But, you know, there's some people who want things done unto them that I don't want them doing unto me. People are into all kinds of shit that I don't want them doing unto me. So the golden rule, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a good thought. But even simpler, be nice. Can you think of a loophole to that one? I can't. I'm sure there's some uh, smart, devious motherfucker who, uh, yeah, do I, did I have to say motherfucker at that time? Does that make me an evil motherfucker because I said motherfucker? Do I have to say motherfucker? No, I don't. I don't have to. But that's another one of those things about, about self-censoring or not self-censoring. I, I really, I don't give a fuck. But I do. <laughs> I, I put the explicit tag on this podcast so I don't have to censor myself. Could I go an entire podcast episode without saying motherfucker? Yeah, I could. If I wanted to. And if I was in the mood. But I don't think that makes me a terrible evil person because I say motherfucker I don't kill people I don't steal people's things I don't I don't do terrible things to people I don't think that has anything to do with language is is somebody offended by hearing me say motherfucker or could they would they be offended sure that's fine but you know that's that's a them thing I don't say motherfucker in public. That's one thing I taught my kids a long time ago, and I know that there's people who, who are going to disagree with this philosophy. I, I let my kids say whatever bad words they wanted to say as they were growing up, but the one rule that I had was, but not in front of other people, not when we're in public, not when we're in a restaurant or just standing in line somewhere, at the, like at the grocery store. You know, in, the, in our house, you can say whatever you want but not in public, right? And guess what? They followed that. My kids grew up, in fact, for a while, one of my kids just at home would have the real foul mouth and the other one didn't. And I'm not even going to differentiate and tell you which is which. It doesn't matter. Point is, for years, they were different. Same rule, different behavior, different choices. Then as they grew up, then they both ended up you know, being able to express themselves with or without foul language. And when the three of us are together in any combinations, you know, we use foul language sometimes. It's not like it's a comma. You know, some people use fuck like it's a, like it's a punctuation mark. And, you know, whatever. I, I don't even have a problem with that. Although there's times, you know, like getting back to comedy for a bit, there's times when I see people uh, hear see slash hear people doing stand up and 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 fuck just becomes like you know uh, rather than pausing or rather than a comma they say fuck and it doesn't offend me but I kind of I go well you know it can be lazy and I'm turning and now and I'm putting the mirror on myself now too because heaven forbid I don't want to censor somebody else and say that hey you shouldn't be saying fuck all the time you know whatever I'll let the audience decide if they like that or not doesn't rub me the wrong way sometimes it becomes uh it becomes distracting if they're not funny but if they're funny i don't notice if they're saying fuck or not really tell you the truth sometimes somebody will uh, compliment somebody for being a clean comedian and i'll go 
oh yeah, okay, I guess so. I'll have to pause and go, yeah, I guess the guy doesn't use foul language. I don't really notice one way or the other. If you do, well, oh, okay. But my opinion doesn't make me a terrible person. I don't think I'm part of the decline or decay of America because I use foul language or because I have liberal views. Oh no, liberal. Gee, how many other audience members right now listening to this are going, oh, and I liked him up to that point. Even with the foul language. <laughs> I, what, here's what I have a problem with, is uh, putting labels on people and saying that somehow people with certain uh, either liberal or conservative views have something to do with the downfall of the world when, you know what, the world, as far as I can tell, even with all of the shit that happens, uh, still a lot of good stuff too. And I don't happen to think that freedom, giving people freedom to either say what they want or, or just be who they are, I don't think that's evil. Just don't... Okay, well, wait. See, now, see, now, now I'm getting preachy. Be nice. Be nice. That's what it boils down to. You know, to be nice. I don't... You know, if if more people would just do that, wouldn't the world wouldn't the world be a wonderful place? Now I I understand even as idealistic as I am, I'm way too idealistic for a 56 year old man. I tell you that, but I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm I've I'm heading I've headed in that direction. I'm happy that as the years have gone by, I haven't become uh, the stereotypical jaded, narrow minded negative person or motherfucker motherfucker that some old people become I like the fact that I'm I've still got uh, some idealism some a lot maybe I guess it depends on the day as I stop and think about it I go well yeah maybe maybe mostly But I also understand that it's, it's, you know, the world isn't that simple. Is everybody going to be nice? No, but I'm just saying if, <laughs> if, if only, if only more people would just adopt that simple idea. You know what? Here, how about this? How about if we spent less time going, what, talking about what our differences are and what your sexual orientation is or what your religion is, as, even though I did talk about Catholicism earlier. I'm not saying that I dislike Catholics or Catholicism. I was just sharing an anecdote about my life and what pushed me away from Catholicism. And then eventually what pushed me further away from any religion is just I don't like the, the thought that people who don't know anything, well, no, I shouldn't say that, no, don't know anything. You can't know. The thing about religion is it's based on faith, which is great. If you've got faith, and it gives you strength, and it gives you a peace of mind, that is awesome! But you don't know. There's a difference between believing and knowing, and I am not getting into, it's not even semantics here. What I'm saying is there's a difference between believing and knowing. And it's just really a shame that a lot of the problems that we have in the world are caused by us arguing over what we believe. Not even what we know. 
It's what we believe. Because we can't argue about fact, about 100% ironclad fact, because there's nothing to argue about. Two plus two is four. I guess if you really want to be difficult, you could argue about that too. (laughs) But pretty much, you know, when we argue about stuff, it's about our beliefs. But how about if we could just put a lot of that aside, most if not all of that aside, and just be nice? I don't have to like you. I don't have to promote you. I don't have to promote what you're doing. But you know what? If you're doing something and it's not harming me, I don't care. It's not harming me or harming other people. Do it. Do it to it. (laughs) Do it to it. Do it to it and do it to whoever likes you doing it to them. (laughs) Whatever it is. I don't care. Have I gotten off track? No, I just, I'm on a track. Whatever track that is. 37 minutes and 4 seconds. Drinking some more water, making annoying noises. I listen back to these things sometimes. I go, oh my God, listen to that swallowing noises and lip smacking noises and oh god just don't who cares except that annoys me so i don't want to be a hypocrite when i you know now i'm self-conscious about the fact that i just swallowed i listen to other people it's not like like oh that makes me unprofessional because i swallowed (laughs) i listened to uh mark Marin, who's one of my favorite podcasters his wtf yes that stands for what the fuck his WTF podcast, and oh, guess what? He makes noises with his mouth, too. I mean, aside from, you know, words. There's some swallowing noises on that very professional podcast. You know what? I'm starting to feel done here. I am starting to feel done. I feel like, ah, whatever it was I needed to get off my chest, I got off my chest, partially driving, partially uh, parked here in the high-tech high parking lot, doing a little bit of time travel. It's really weird because, again, one of those things that's kind of hard to put into words, but I'm sitting here in a spot where a number of years ago I used to sit waiting for my kids to get out of school, and now I'm just sitting here. Those days have long gone by. Those days will never come back. And I'm just sitting here talking. But the thing that's hard to put into words is, and I was trying to put this in the words the other day with, uh, with my son, Jordan, and it's just this feeling of... And it, it, when you're thinking... You know, I, I, God, I'm pausing now because I'm getting pictures in my mind of being here. And it's just that feeling of, that was it. That was that. That was a unique time. And that's true of any time in our lives. And that's that's as close as I can come to conveying it. Is, wow, that was it. Whatever things I was worrying about that day, you know, those, or those days when I was sitting here waiting for my kids to get out and running through something, you know, that I had to do that day. My list of things to do, the ever-present list of things to do. Whatever was going on at work. Whatever things I was concerned about or happy about all that stuff is like all the all those details are gone although I guess they're buried deep down inside but that's not the point it's like all of that is just it's gone that was it 
And when you take that in its whole, in the total, in the, in the whole, not H-O-L-E, but W-H-O-L-E, when you take the whole, your whole life and sum it up, you go, well, you look at it and you go, well, that every moment was unique. Every time was unique. Now pull it to the present and say, yeah, that's how I want to feel now. This is it. Because this is all there ever is. It's this moment. It's now. It's looking around. I'm seeing the sun peeking out from the clouds and, and the flowers. And those flowers, that those aren't the same flowers that were there three or four years ago when I was sitting here. Those aren't the same flowers, but there's flowers there. But right now, those are the only flowers. This is it. Again, as I have said many times, and I'll say again, and I'm going to say right now, I know I'm repeating myself. I know I'm repeating what other people have said. I know we grapple with time and memories in our life and what's it all about, Alfie. What's it all about, Alfie? Hmm? So what if I'm repeating myself? I have a thought. And, and here's, uh, can, I, can I circle back around to, oh, I wanted to talk about the masters a bit. I will. You know what? I do, I, I'm not done. I thought I was done. Masters, remind me. Remind me to talk about the masters. I'll talk about it now because I just forgot where I was going. I was going to circle back around to uh, stand up and life and stuff and talking and that yeah, doesn't matter. The Masters. So I watched The Masters today. Today is Sunday, and it's April 10th, 2016. Sunday, The Masters is nothing like it. Now, if you don't watch golf, you might be thinking, oh, come on, golf? Boring. Yeah, it could be. Anything could be boring. You could be watching a bunch of people with swords running around doing backflips, and that could be boring if that's not something you're into. Or something as relatively slow-moving as golf can be the most engaging thing ever. And the thing I like about the Masters in general is it's it's uh, like a lot of sporting events, like the Super Bowl, like a lot of finals. It's it's that it's the best in the world, and it's still one of those rare occasions these days where there's a lot of people paying attention to it, where it's a sing where it's a, an event, a single event. And that day that's happening in real time and people are watching it, the people on the course are watching it, people on TV, or like in this case I was watching on my phone because I could. That live high-def image coming to me, I'm, I, I appreciate that. Oh my God, I'm not taking that for granted. Watching on my phone and it turned out to be a very exciting back and forth thing. The defending champion Jordan Spieth had a huge lead had, had finished the front nine with four birdies in a row and had a five or six stroke lead going into the back nine and it looked like just basically he's going to be one of the in that rarefied air where he would have back to back masters championships and then it fell apart he had bogey bogey and then one hole where he had a quadruple bogey dunked it in the water twice wheels came off was that it for him no, then he actually started coming back again, but then he ended up losing it. And the guy who ended up uh, winning it didn't really back into it because he had a really good day, and he just he he ended up being the you know the benefactor beneficiary. He ended up winning, not because Jordan 
Spieth fell apart, but uh, the combination of of him doing well and damn it, I'm sorry, but the guy's name is slipping my mind because uh, because he was relatively unknown, at least unknown to me. He's from England. He's the only the second person in in history. Nick Faldo won the Masters three times, and the last time was 20 years ago. This this guy became uh, the first. Englishman in 20 years to win the Masters and only the second Englishman ever to win the Masters. Danny Willett. And if I got that wrong, I apologize to Danny and his fans. Danny Willett. But it was great. So I give you a kind of a little thumbnail sketch of some of the stuff that happened today, but it, I just love it. And that's also what I love about stand-up. Maybe I can tie it back into it. It's just that being in the moment. And that's it. That is it. There's nothing inevitable about it. And we can look back at things and go, oh, yeah, World War II. And this is kind of fresh on my mind because I've been watching this uh, uh, Ken Burns documentary about the Roosevelts. And, and, and the point I'm at in the documentary is with uh, uh, Franklin because they started with Theodore Roosevelt, went to Franklin. They're going to talk about Eleanor. They've been talking about Eleanor and Franklin. But the point is I'm at the point in the documentary where they're in the middle of World War II. And sometimes, you know, we look back at history and, and think that, well, yeah, of course, that's the way it happened. That was inevitable. No, it's not. Nothing's inevitable. Everything I do from this moment forward is not planned out. Okay, we could get into uh, getting back to be- beliefs again. You might think it is planned out, but I don't believe that. Have a hard time believing that. Then this would be pointless, wouldn't it? Then I'm just an observer. I'm just an observer in a movie. I don't believe that. Watching the Master today, I don't think that was planned out. That just that that's happened. That drama, the stuff that was going on then, that will now we're already looking back as history. This historic day at the Masters, 2016, it's already history. I watched it happening live, and it was exciting. Being in the moment, it's exciting. And, and I was fighting the urge to go on Twitter and Facebook and, and see what other people are saying about it. I, I went there a couple times, but mainly I just, oh no, I said, no, put that down. Watch, just watch it. Enjoy it. Be in the moment. It's all tied together. It's all connected. That might be a good place to close. What do you think? It's all connected. Thanks for listening. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day. I'd like to stay here forever, it would be okay.